the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I was out and about on the weekend in uh, a local high school. And every time I go into a local high school, and when I go in, I go in to watch some kind of an athletic competition. I am torn because very often I am in the very high schools where I report to you on teachers, administrators, and other people in positions of power doing things that I do not believe are good for kids. And I get to witness and interact with people who are engaged in the very best of activities in those schools, and those activities involve sports, and sports is one of the last bastions of our society, maybe the last bastion, where the values that used to be commonplace across our entire society are still not only in effect, but are still celebrated. It is not yet infected sports, at least at the uh, high school level. It has at the youth level. It has not yet infected high school sports, college sports, or pro sports that well, I'm on the team, I should get to play as much as uh, anybody. And uh, sure, if I play, uh, it might imperil our chances to win, but uh, it's unfair if I don't get to play. Now, as I say, that has infected our uh, youth sports, and it is not good. It is not good for kids. I'm not saying that kids who aren't adept at youth sports should not be able to play. It's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that the sooner that we ingrain in the mindset of all of our citizens that you have to be good at something in order to advance at that something, the better off we will be. And it should be ingrained in our culture that if you are not immediately good at something, you have the capacity within you to work harder at it Practice, take instruction, which would personify what? Humility, submission, and get better. But not everybody is an instant star. So I'm torn when I'm in these schools because I try to make you aware of things in these schools that are not good for kids, and they are done under the label of tolerance or diversity, or equity, or inclusion. I believe that the transgender ideology is horrifically bad for kids because it is, at its root level, a lie. You are created by God in his image as a male or a female. Your feelings about which you are created male or female, do not change the truth of your being. And when we have teachers and administrators and people who put this forward, that you can be whatever you want to be. No, the fact of the matter is you cannot be whatever you want to be. 
You cannot be a girl if you were born a boy, and you cannot be a boy if you were born a girl. You cannot. You can dress like them. In the uh, immortal words of Mark Robinson, the lieutenant governor of the state of North Carolina, let me see if I can channel my inner Mark Robinson. He said, you can go to a surgeon and get cut up. You can go to the dress shop and get made up. (laughs) You can go. He had a couple more. But at the end of the day, Mark Robinson said, you are nothing but a cut up, made up, dressed up man or woman. If you haven't seen the video, it is spectacular. And he's right. Is it more compassionate to a young person to tell them the truth, even if the truth hurts their feelings? Or is it more compassionate to abide a lie that eventually they will discover is not true or leads them to a life of emptiness and frustration? I laughed this morning when I was listening to a podcast and they had a reporter on who was transgender. And the reporter cited statistics from the Trevor Project that said that some astronomical percentage of transgender youth are something bad. I don't know, commit suicide or are bullied or whatever. Well, this would be like allowing nothing but Ohio State fans to vote on the Heisman Trophy. What would happen if that were the case? If only Ohio State fans could vote for the Heisman Trophy. Or if only Republicans could vote for president, or if only Democrats could vote for president, would you get a real, authentic, genuine result, or would you get a skewed result? You would, of course, get a skewed result. If only Ohio State fans could vote for the Heisman Trophy, miraculously, an Ohio State player would win the Heisman Trophy every year. If only Republicans could vote for president, only Democrats could vote for president, well, the other party would never get a turn. Likewise, to have the Trevor Project be the authoritative voice on what happens to transgender youth is idiotic because the, tra- the Trevor Project is funded by people who are wholly invested in the transgender ideology. And, brother, the investment is big on the part of those who want to damage our kids. It is not hateful, it is not mean, it is not intolerant to tell people the truth. It is hateful, mean, and intolerant to tell people the truth without Compassion. Compassion must be included in your communication of truth, and compassion must be included in your motivation for sharing the truth. If you're just going to stand out there and rail against some kid who's been deluded into thinking that they can be a boy even though they were born a girl, well, that's not Christ-like behavior. But if you are doing it motivationally because you genuinely want to save them from a life of emptiness and frustration and depression, and if you are doing it in such a way to convey that you are telling them this because you genuinely care about them, then the exact same thing that can be said, the exact same content, not the same tone, of course, but the exact same content of what you say in an unchristlike way, can become very Christ-like when it is rooted in compassionate motivation and compassionate concern. So I bring this up because the level of delusion among those who are invested in lying to kids and conscripting kids to a life of misery 
by telling them they can be something. They will stop at nothing to further their agenda. Case in point, the Harry Potter books have been (laughs) more than mildly successful, right? J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter books, became a worldwide phenomenon. Everybody, the kid... Everybody loved the Harry Potter books. The Harry Potter books are fantastic. Kids, I'm a little ill at ease with the Harry Potter thing because of all the sorcery, and I wasn't sure about it, but I'm sure about this. I don't know about the plot of the books and whether it's something that I should be concerned about, but when they go on the transgender ideology side to the lengths of canceling J.K. Rowling simply because It is her view that biological sex is real and a boy can't be a girl and a girl can't be a boy. Well, then I will defend J.K. Rowling to the hilt. So we had a little technical glitch there in the last segment. I apologize for that. I was talking about the author J.K. Rowling, the person behind the wildly successful Harry Potter books. And I talked about the vitriol, the hatred of the transgender activists out there who would gladly rope in kids to their demented, demonic agenda in order to validate their own bad life choices and their own mental delusions. And anybody who stands in the way of that must be canceled. And J.K. Rowling stands in the way of that because she's a famous person, because she wrote the Harry Potter books. And she can't be canceled because (laughs) she writes books. People like them. They're going to buy them no matter what you say. So they're going to reauthor these books, these transgender go-getters. A book artist in Toronto by the name of Lar Flom. I have no idea whether Lar, L-A-U-R, a missing, so maybe Lar was a woman who thinks she's a man, and Lar, I have no idea. Oh, here it is. Himself, Lar Flom, has set himself the task of memory holding J.K. Rowling. He is rebinding Harry Potter books, giving them new covers that make no mention of J.K. Rowling's name, and remove her name from the copyright and title pages inside. You can buy. These J.K. Rowling free Harry Potter books for a cool 140 pounds, the Toronto Star says. I don't know the exchange rate between a pound and a dollar. Uh, This seems to me to be a copyright infringement, I would think. I hope J.K. Rowling sues Lar into oblivion. Are people really so emotionally fragile that they would spend... 140 pounds to get a Harry Potter book without J.K. Rowling being listed on the front as the author. Can they, can they, in their effort to memory hold J.K. Rowling, can they memory hold her from their own memory that she wrote the book? <laughs> like, even the most deluded person who thinks they can be a sex opposite than that which they were born just by feeling it into being. Wouldn't they know if they were reading a Harry Potter book that even if her name is not on the binding that J.K. Rowling really wrote it? Can they make that ideological wall 
big enough, high enough, strong enough, thick enough to allow them to read the Harry Potter book without in their heart knowing that, according to them, a transphobe wrote it. Like, I I couldn't do that. Wouldn't you be more of an authentic J.K. Rowling critic if you just didn't read the book? And I'm guessing here, if you're ordering the J.K. Rowling-less Harry Potter book, the chances are you've probably already read the Harry Potter book, right? And it scalds you to no end that J.K. Rowling doesn't share your transgender lunacy. And you like the book so much, even though a transphobe wrote it, that you'd love to have in your library an exceedingly expensive, non-J.K. Rowling, kind of, sort of, authored Harry Potter book. How many books are in that series? I have no idea. I don't buy any of them. But at 140 pounds per book, that seems like a pretty significant investment in lying to yourself. Of course, I guess for people who are heavily invested in the transgender movement, lying to themselves is not a very far leap. They're already immersed in it. They've already built their entire life around a lie. So why wouldn't they reinforce it by spending their money on J.K. Rowling free books. Now, what's really interesting about this is you will not find a single transphobic J.K. Rowling comment out there because she's never made one about trans people. She has just said men are men, women are women, and that can't change and won't change. There was a journalist, E.J. Rosetta, who was commissioned to write a piece on the, quote, 20 transphobic J.K. Rowling quotes that we are done with. And E.J. Rosetta gave up when she could not find a single anti-trans comment. (laughs) Oh, the investment in narrative is deep. But thankfully, some people see the truth. Now, I know there are those on the side of myself and other people who did not get vaccinated, who find it hard to allow any grace for a person when they come around to speaking truth on things they vehemently lied about before. But would you rather they maintain the lie forever? The former Planned Parenthood head, Leona Wen, who she and I will never intersect on anything as it concerns pro-choice and pro-life matters, But she has finally admitted in a Washington Post column that COVID deaths and hospitalizations were dramatically overcounted. Now, I know it's easy in these situations to dunk on it. And and Leona Wen said some terrible things that unvaccinated people shouldn't be allowed to go out in public. She said something like that. But at least now. She's coming around. We are overcounting COVID deaths and hospitalizations. That's a problem, she wrote. In the Washington Post, two infectious disease experts I spoke with believe that the number of deaths attributed to COVID is far greater than the actual number of people dying from COVID. Yeah, I know you can say, wait, I said that a year ago and they were going to kick me off YouTube and Google. I know. These experts that Leona Wen cited estimated that, get a load of this, 90% of COVID deaths at this doctor's hospital were not 
because of COVID, but that they checked into the hospital for something else and they died and they did an autopsy or whatever and they found, oh, they have COVID. Okay, they died of COVID. No, you can have COVID and not die of COVID. So yeah, if you said this on social media, you got hammered and canceled. But at least she has come to see the light. Now, I think Ohio is a pretty decent place. If I didn't, I wouldn't live here, even though I'm living here. And I think most people live here because they were born here. But Ohio, my buddy and your buddy, Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio, will love this. Ohio ranks in the bottom half of states on the list of best places to raise a family, according to WalletHub, which is a personal finance website. They put together their state rankings on the uh, a scale of 51 indicators of family friendliness. Their factors included median annual family income, housing affordability, unemployment rates, education, health care, and entertainment. Ohio was 31st in the rankings. Are there 30 other states where you'd rather live than Ohio? Yes, Arizona's one for me. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. I can't get to 30. Now, Ohio ranks 16th for family fun. Cedar Point, I suppose. Kings Island, I don't know. State Fair. 15th for affordability, but fell short in health and safety, 28th. <laughs> They've heard about the East and dust up. And education and child care, 36th. Education, 36th in the state of Ohio. Gee, imagine where we would rank if we had a backpack bill and parents had the ability to get a stipend of $5,000 to send their kid to a charter school or to offset private school tuition. Imagine if we lived in a state where every single large city public school conglomerate was not suing to stop the Ed Choice program from continuing in the state of Ohio. We might rank above 36, and then we might move up these rankings, and then we could feel better about living in the state of Ohio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 